Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to The Shit Show with the OGs. Uh, Loose and Squish on the mic here this morning. Feels like a rarity that this happens these days, but Squish. Honestly. How the hell are you, Darth? I'm good, Loose. More importantly, how are your teeth? Oh, well, they're gone, so... <laughs> Wonderful. No, actually, I don't know if you listened to it, but I recorded a, a shit show, just a, a solo shit show last week. And like, I was sort of slurring my words and so, like, I got really dizzy when I was recording it. It was like, it was fucked. Lucy recorded um, the first drunk episode of the shit show. But honestly, well, because I'm on that many sort of painkiller, it's painkillers. It's like I've been away with the fairies for a whole a whole week and it's been weird, but... We had our first band practice last night and we were singing like hardcore. So my mouth is quite sore today, but from my own doing. What are you practicing for um, this time? Or is it a secret? We are playing at our company-wide Christmas party. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> Ten songs. Um, first, Ten? Yeah. First uh, proper gig. That's not a competition. So, just for the listeners to get an exclusive, we did a mashup of Olivia Rodrigo's "Good for You" and Paramore's "Misery Business." Oh, it's the same song. Is, it's the same song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why my mouth is so sore. But Squish, how's how's work been? How's life been in the winemaking world? It's good. It's uh, still pretty busy. I feel like I always say it's pretty busy, but for some reason things just keep needing to be done. But that's okay. Um, it makes <laughs> and Squish is the one that actually needs to be doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's it's a good thing that I enjoy it and that it's fun. So Yeah, I was going to say, still still loving it? Yeah, I uh, hosted a a, um, a group of 12, no, yes, a group of 12 off a cruise ship the other day on Sunday. So it was kind of fun. Oh, oh my God, did you do the tasting? Yeah. So you literally do, Squish does everything from all the practical shit of like, making the wine to like some of the admin stuff to even wine tasting it's the cutest i think we've talked about it before it's like the cutest winery which makes the best wine it's called mahi and seriously get yourself get around it for christmas if you see mahi wine anywhere pick it up not sponsored it's a it's a good thing i've been practicing talking on this uh on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, Squish, I think we should just get straight into it. What was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the World Cup later on in Good. the ep. But initially, just to just to warm us up, we are back to the age-old tradition of animals picking the winners of World Cup games. So you may remember, I'm not sure if it was the last World Cup or the World Cup previous, there was a squid or an octopus that was... That had a, like yes. a spectacular run of picking the um, the winners of all the games. Now I'm not sure how 
if if this animal is going to have the same level of success but it's already picked a wild card winner and this game spoiler alert has kind of just happened overnight um in the game germany against japan um and this is all like like gone through a translator from a japanese website so excuse me if the english isn't perfect (laughs) but in the game against germany an otter predicted that japan will win um that doesn't make sense at all (laughs) reading it (laughs) i'll read it how it's how it's written down in the game against germany the otter predicts japan will win goal with both hands on the blue bucket um (laughs) So when I was when I was tired this morning copying this down, it made sense in my head, but it doesn't anymore. Um, but but anyway, and that's on authenticity, everyone. Yes, exactly. That is squish being as authentic as pops with you all. <laughs> Goal with both hands on blue bucket. Goal with both hands on the blue bucket. So it's an otter. Yes, it's a small clawed otter Aww. called Tayo, and it's actually really cute. Um, Tayo predicted Japan's victory in the fortune telling. Uh, so three buckets were prepared with the flags of both countries, Japan and Germany, and the word draw on them in the middle. And Tayo put the ball into the blue bucket of Japan. Aww. According to the the website and the tweets that I got this from, the Asian small clawed otter's dexterity <laughs> Dexterous dexterity. That doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> oh my god, Nick, I'm actually pissing. I'm actually pissing. Oh no. <laughs> the small quarter honors. Dexterous dexterity is taken advantage of by adopting a prediction method using a bucket. At first, he headed for a red bucket with a German flag on it, uh, holding a small rubber soccer ball, but turned back and soon after approached the Japanese bucket, leaned over, and threw it in with both hands to score a goal. So it is really cute. Um, Oh, that's actually, okay, just, I actually think the fact that they've put both hands in there is really important for the visuals of how cute it is. Yeah. Like, the little otter. Just slam dunking it into the Japanese bucket. And that's a massive upset victory. There have been a couple so far in the World Cup. Saudi Arabia bet Argentina, um, Messi's team. Mm. And yeah, now Japan has bet Germany, so upsets deluxe so far. For all those... People following the World Cup, I have to say I'm not one of them, and this isn't because I'm really good at being like morally righteous. This is just because I do not follow football. Honestly, it's it seemed kind of anonymous, anonymous so far. Yeah, but I am excited for you to get into a bit later on um, why it's such a contro World Cup because mm, I feel like exactly. that's all I've really heard about it in in my little echo chamber. In your little echo chamber, very good. So, what's the what's the weirdest thing that's happened in your little echo chamber this week? And this has come from and been perpetuated within my little echo chamber. Nick, the idea that you're meant to wash your washing machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- I saw like, this, and someone left a really funny comment when I put this on Instagram and I said, what's next? You have to wash your soap bar. Like, you know, like yeah. things that do the washing. It's just, I mean, we all know that Flo has told me time and time again that I'm kind of gross, but I'm actually not that gross. Mm. But I don't wash a washing machine. Is it a like a, a like a corporate ploy to sell you more cleaning products or is it a natural thing? Oh. Give us the give us the, oh Lucy that was an actual question not a not a have a think about it and oh I I, 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 I hoped you knew the answer 
Oh, I thought that was a good theory. <laughs> no, that was just <laughs> a genuine... A genuine question. I thought you were posing a really good theory just mm, then. Yeah, well, like a really good like theoretical sort of thinking yeah. exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to lean into a whole 20-minute like monologue should we buy it? Should we not buy it? But anyway, yeah, a big like a big rant on capitalism. Oh, well, actually, if you want that, go and listen to our episode on Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster on Culture Vulture. <laughs> um, Squish, I will say I'm a big proponent for uh, rinse aid in your dishwasher and washing your dishwasher. Uh, yeah. That's one yeah, thing yeah, yeah. I yeah. do love. So, yeah. so, but then like a dishwasher gets like yes. Like, a dishwasher is way dirtier than a washing machine, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know who puts their clothes in, unless you've got a baby, I guess, or you're a really messy eater, but I don't put my clothes into the washing machine covered in, like, food. True. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just cleaner. Yeah, and look, I give mine a solid rinse before I put them in there with spaghetti all over them, so. (laughs) Or, like, baked on egg yolk when you've left your Eggs Benedict plate out. Oh, my God, okay. That was too, like... Too niche and quick of a reference that I really feel like you've leaned in your eggs Benedict plate before or something. Oh, my God. I've had so many poached eggs that the yolk has just baked onto the plate after leaving it out. Oh, true. Okay. Um, I thought you were talking about it the- on your on your clothing. Oh, no. No, 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 no. On my plates. Oh, Lucy got lost in translation. Just like my otter. <laughs> oh, I love- <laughs> yeah, literally. I love that otter story. Right. Nick. Now, what do you want to start with? Because I can see two very good stories from you this week. We've got one about space and one about the World Cup. We'll start with Artemis because it's a little bit, it's not so, well, it's kind of serious, but it's not like as hard hitting as uh, humans' rights violations. It's more right. <laughs> rocket yeah. ship cool. So we'll start light. We'll, we'll ease you guys into it. Not that the content so far has been terribly hard hitting. but <laughs> <laughs> And Otto and, and Otto plays with a ball. You can clean your washing machine if you want. <laughs> Not many people do, by the sounds of things. And <laughs> Nick spills egg yolk all over himself every morning. <laughs> right? Okay. So NASA sent its next gen rocket into space for the first time on Wednesday. Um, the space launch system, or SLS, took off at two a.m. from Cape Canaveral in Florida. The same launch pad that the um, Saturn V, the Apollo um, rockets launched from. Um, so oh, big old full, full sure. circle stuff. And it sort of signals the start of a brand new era for the, the US Gov's moon program. <coughs> moon program. Almost sounded like I was emotional there. Moon program. I love this thing so <laughs> yeah, much. The US Gov's moon. <laughs> They're coming moon back. Program. <laughs> no. It's like that meme, Nick, um, of that person when, I think it's when Liz Truss is resigning or, or the, the Queen died or something and it's like that British woman and it's like, and we'll know soon. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen that? I, I think they were talking about who's going to win the lettuce or Liz Truss. <laughs> and we'll know soon. <laughs> anyway, Ruby, I just don't know if you should leave that in because I'm fucked up the reference. Nick, carry on. Okay, I will carry on. So this big old rocket <laughs> has been played by... Played. <clears throat> played, I mean. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> okay, 
Okay, go. The big old rocket has been plagued by years of delays, development mishaps, and billions of dollars in budget overruns, like literally billions and billions of dollars. This thing's so fucking expensive. Um, during the past few months, and we've talked about it previously on the shit show, you may recall a couple of months ago it was meant to launch. Yes. But both hurricanes, which are fairly serious, and technical difficulties, which are also, I don't know, fairly serious when it's something this complicated, have both caused launch delays, um, including two aborts right during the countdown, which is like which is like Netflix cancelling your favourite TV show just as you're about to watch it. It's yes. Like, oh, really? Come on. I bet the um, otter couldn't have predicted that. No, but they probably didn't ask, did they? No. The otter probably was in there chewing the wires, causing the technical difficulties. Well, they've got a lot of alligators down in Florida. It could have been one of them. True. Big chomper. Nick, sorry, I didn't realise this was the same rocket that we... Yeah, we have spoken about how it's been failing to launch. So this is a great follow-up. Carry on. Yeah, and I was fully expected it to didn't happen again. Um. Oh, fully (laughs) expected it to did not happen again. But... When those big boosters light up, there's no stopping it. So on Wednesday last week, engineers managed to fix both a hydrogen leak on the launch pad, and I've in my um, in my script I've written launch pad instead of launch pad. That goes to show how good my editing is, but it actually works because launch. Bad, you knew what you were trying to say. Bad. Oh, launch pad, yeah. yeah. Oh, was it a bad launch? Well, I mean, they had to fix a hydrogen leak on it. A true. I don't know if you know much about hydrogen, but it's a tricky little gas, that one. It's better than hydrogen. <laughs> Ruby, delete that. Just del- <laughs> Honestly, Ruby should do a compila- compilation of us saying, Ruby, delete that. Ruby, delete it. Make the compilation, then delete that. <laughs> so that's all pretty cool, I reckon at least. But what is the rocket actually doing? You're all asking. I can hear you all saying it. Well, this one in particular is testing out the new NASA space capsule as well. So they're planning on returning astronauts to the moon um, within the next few years with this capsule. Um, So it's going up, flying past the moon, going real close, like 400 kilometers close, which doesn't seem that close. But like when you've got to go 60,000 kilometers to get there, it is pretty close. Or like yeah. 200,000 kilometers? I don't know. Then it uses the moon's gravity to fling it into deep space to do some tests. Um, and then it comes back to Earth and it's going to land off the coast of California on December the 11th, if it all goes to plan, which it's going pretty well so far. Damn. Did you mm. get up to watch the launch? It was actually after work, so it was a perfect time. Oh, so 2 a.m. Two a.m. Florida time is like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. New Zealand time, something like that. Fuck. Well, good on you, Artemis. Glad that we've been able to report some good news for you up in the up in the air. Kind of like a boomerang. What? Kind of like a boomerang. Well, isn't it going up and then coming back down? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, but you could also say it's it's probably more yeah like a ball if you throw a ball yeah, up I was into about the to sky. Say, <laughs> like anything you throw up. Yeah, anything you know. It's kind of like gravity, Lucy. <laughs> oh God. Well, speaking of gravity, which was a really good movie. Bob Iger is Disney oh, CEO again. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going <laughs> to... Well, speaking of space and Wally, Bob Iger is Disney CEO again. Remember, you can pick what tra- what transits you like better, or you can keep... Speaking going. of space, E.T. was a movie, and he was from space. Um, Bob Iger is Disney CEO again. <laughs> um, Nick, I actually can't lie to you. I don't know why I love this story so much. Like, I love this story. Yeah, I don't know why either. It's kind of like Boomerang as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like Gravity. So, they threw up the old CEO and the, <laughs> so the new one came back. For everyone who's wondering, 
Who the fuck's Bob Iger? Well, he was the Disney CEO, and now he's a Disney CEO again. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so, so in 2020, Bob Iger, um, he stepped down as CEO, and he chose a guy called Bob Ch- Chapek. Chapek? 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 Chap? I'm going to call it Chapek. I'm going to Google it. Either way, Bob. Either way, it's two Bobs. Oh, his name's actually Robert. For some reason, yeah. Google's not telling me how to pronounce this random guy's last name, which I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter anymore because he's out. He's gone. Done. Done okay. so. we have Bob 1, which is Bob Iger, and then Bob 2, Bob Chapek. And then Bob's your uncle. And they both wear pyjamas and they both look like bananas. <laughs> it's a very niche reference. God. Only only New Zealand and Australians are going to get that. You know. Bananas. Anyway. Um, so... Bob Iger was kind of a legend. So he worked at Disney for about 50 years, Nick. Like, that's... 50? Yeah, 50. How old is this guy? Are doing another Google? Yeah. Hmm. The homie's 71. So he's been there since he was, what, 21? 21. Anyway, yeah, so he worked at Disney for about 50 years. He was really, really well-loved and is, like, renowned... as a really fucking great CEO, which, in this day and age, Nick... To leave while you're still known as a really good CEO is, like, almost unheard of. It's, like, yeah. good. You got out while it was good. You're meant to leave in disgrace. You're meant to leave and, You're meant to leave um, as your company's going bankrupt and yeah. you're living in the Bahamas in a, yes. a mansion that you bought with all your customers' money. Sam yes. Beckman Freed. I was about to say, it's a bit of an SPF. SPF, which we haven't actually spoken about on the shit show, would be a good, like... I know, I'd, it's such a cool story. I almost want to yeah. write, like, a, yeah. a movie on it, but... Oh, well, if you want to write something for the newsletter on it, then you go for your life. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Um, anyway, um, so Bob Chapek came in to replace Bob Iger in 2020 and stock prices for Disney have basically never been so low. Like Disney hasn't really been thriving. I don't know if we can um, blame that fully on this new Bob because obviously the world kind of turned to shit in 2020 as well. However, it is kind of random because Bob 2, the new Bob, actually just got offered a contract, Nick, for three more years as CEO. And then so he signed it or whatever and it was announced. And then we get this news that actually – Bob number one is coming back and Bob number two is is gone. Out of and there. so people honestly seem to be quite pumped. I think Disney shares were up 9% just after the announcement. That won't be stable, but like kind of a good confidence boost for Bob number one. Um, however, as, as with all the sort of tech companies or a lot of the companies just in general we're seeing at the moment, Bob number one is going to be doing some restructuring, basically, <laughs> ASAP. Squish. Okay, right. So <laughs> they're going to get locked he, out of their slacks. and <laughs> Yeah. He said he's going to be doing it in a way that honours and respects creativity as the heart and soul of who we are. And 
seriously, Nick, have you, you should read the book Creativity Inc. It's all about the Pixar CEO, how amazing Mm -hmm. he is and how he keeps creativity at the heart of everything. And then Disney bought Pixar and it's like how him and Bob worked together a little bit. And it's just amazing. And I actually kind of, I don't usually have faith in like CEOs, especially not sort of, for lack of better words, old white CEOs that have retired and then come back. Like I don't usually have a lot of faith in that vibe. I think... Bob could actually be really good. And I don't know why I love this story, but I do. So Is he firing Mickey Mouse? Um, I think he might be firing Goofy. Mickey Mouse is like on the chopping block, but we don't know. <laughs> right. So Goofy, gone burger. <laughs> Goofy. You heard, gone. It, you heard it here first. No, but Nick, I did see I did see, and I wanna know if you understand these twit did you see the memes I posted about this? Uh quite possibly, but you 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 can jog my memory if you like. Bob Iger just sent a company-wide email telling all Disney employees that they have till 5pm tomorrow to decide if they're ready to go mad for the mouse or take severance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bob Iger just sent a company-wide email telling all employees to print out their 10 best pages of scripts and bring them to the 15th floor of Disney HQ by 1am for review. Now, Man, that seems seems very effective doing that. <laughs> Everyone will know what that means, Squish, because they listened to our big Twitter episode, didn't they? So yeah, of course they did. Yeah, of course. So we don't need to. We don't need. Everyone to. did. Okay, just quickly before we get into two like quite not good stories, um, there's this other tweet that I posted on Siska that says it's the most wonderful time of the year and it's a wine bottle with like a timeline on the wine bottle and Mm -hmm. at the top of the wine bottle is grandma you're looking lovely tonight and then it's like for most of the wine bottle look guys I just think healthcare is a universal right (laughs) and then the bottom half of the bottle cousin John you're a fascist and the revolution will not spare you (laughs) (laughs) and I can relate to that because I do lots of wine bottles (laughs) That's what I was literally about to say. I was like, this is a very Nick meme. But by the amount of crying laugh face emojis um, in the comment section, I feel this has met the millennial audience it was targeted at. <laughs> I don't know. It seems quite relatable. Relatable. Um, okay, Squish. Now that we've gotten all the fun stuff of the episode out of the way, oh. let's hear about the World Cup and why it's... Not the best. It's not the vibe. Um, so, yes, you have probably heard of the FIFA World Cup. It's only the biggest um, sporting event probably in the whole wide world. It started this week in Qatar, and it is going just as well as we expected. So from the very get-go, um, it's been rife with human rights violations. The Guardian reported last year that 6,500 migrant workers have died since the bid to host the event was won in 2010 so six and a half thousand people like that even if none of the other shit is going on like to build some stadiums for some football games and people can say oh but it's such an important event nah like no like nothing is as important as killing six and a half thousand people to get it built yeah not even the pyramids like six massive stadiums in a country smaller in population than new zealand and smaller in size than like connecticut um, mm. like that alone should be enough to piss you off about all yes. of this. That's and, literally and, what I was about to say. I was <laughs> and like, enough to be like, do we need more? Yeah. Um, but there is more. 
unsurprisingly, in a country that has prison sentences for same-sex relations, it's no mm-hmm. surprise that members of the LGBT plus community and their allies are having a really hard time in Qatar at the moment. So depressingly, the British foreign secretary, and this is kind of, this little bit is kind of English focused because England fans are like, who are going there Rampant the most. Football yeah, fans, yeah. yeah. So the British foreign secretary, sec- the British foreign secretary. Oh, you sound like them. <laughs> yeah, James cleverly. Um, he, which is like a big deal in British government. You know, like it's pretty high up, and he, they're talking about this. So he suggested that LGBT fans should be respectful and show flex and compromise if they plan to attend the World Cup. Um, Oh my like, let's oh. just compromise some human rights, eh? Yeah. The English Football Association have assured gay English fans that they won't be arrested for public displays of affection, which is like such a grim sentence. Like, oh my God. The, the English FA has to assure English fans that they won't be arrested, arrested nah. for public affection, which is like, oh, come on. Teams representing seven European nations at the World Cup announced on Monday that their captains won't be wearing LGBTQ armbands in Qatar after FIFA, who organises the tournament, said players sporting the bands would be penalised. They said, we were prepared to pay fines that would normally apply to breaches of kit regulations and had a strong commitment to wearing the armband. However, we cannot put our players in the situation where they might be booked or even forced to leave the field of play, the Soccer Association said in a joint It just really is like putting the players ahead of the human rights of literally anyone in the LGBTQ community. It's like, yes, they could be taken off the field for wearing their armband. Um... Did you not just say that LGBTQ plus people could be sentenced to prison for being in a relationship like in Qatar? So it's just, yeah, I mean, that's not even a hot take, but it just... After, after um, After the Germany versus Japan game that we talked about earlier, the German team was going to do this big protest, um, but they got told they couldn't. So after the game, they um, all just... Like had this big photo where they just put their hands over their mouth. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like protesting without yeah. actually protesting. Interesting. Everyone knows what's going yeah. on. They're being they're being silenced for what they want to say. Um, mm. So I think this is only going to escalate more and more and more as we go along. Fuck yeah, God, that's actually cooked. And and lastly, and it's like the the most least important bit of all. Um, it's the fan experience. It's kind of looking like football's version of the fire festival, the famous fire festival. So oh. the accommodation. To begin with, yeah, look exactly something straight out of Fire Festival. Basically, being containers with an AC machine inside. Um, I looked on the Qatar Football World Cup accommodation website this morning, and the photos that they were showing actually look okay, like nice big beds and whatever. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the photos now; it's like half single beds, an AC machine on the inside, and like a little bar fridge. Um, they're paying three hundred New mm. Zealand dollars a night for these, and. They're still painting the outside. So that's not cool for them. People are pretty pissed about that. The English fans are like super pissed because booze will only be served in Doha's four and five star bars and restaurants, which will be packed. And even if you can like get to the bar, you're coughing up $25 for a pint, which is the most expensive in the world. Jesus. Like, just nothing. I mean... I, I mean- I'm trying to think, would I do this for like a 1975 show? I was about to say, nothing would make me come 
to this experience that feels like it's just fucking awful for the love of football. But then I'm like, would I would I camp outside for two nights to go and see meet Matty Healy? Like probably. So maybe I these football fans, these English fans that really aren't getting much out of it except for hopefully some good games of football, is it worth it for them? Obviously it is for some of them, but Yeah, well some people they're obsessed, but I mean Yeah whatever you're into, I slept in a car on the side of a mountain to watch Tour de France go by one day. But I chose to do that. Yeah, true. And I didn't pay $300 yeah. a night. You could be expecting a carnival atmosphere um, like the Brazil World Cup, you know, like World Cups are meant to be happy, fun. Mm. The Athletics' Tom Williams recently described the city of Doha as the most boring place I've ever been to in my life. Oh, my God. So that doesn't bode well. Do you know why they chose to host it in Qatar? Um, basically, it was just blatant corruption. Um, oh. So the people that voted on it basically got paid by the sheikh. Jesus fucking Christ. There, I mean, there's there have been, like, corruption investigations and, I don't know, it's, like, blatantly obvious that FIFA is the most, like, corrupt sporting organisation in the world. And it's like, you can see it straight in front of your face. And this is the result of it. Yeah. You know, it, it's just blatant corruption happening right in front of us and since they own the world cup you know there's nothing yeah there's no there's no world cup two you know yes. like it's the only there's no they have a monopoly on the world cup there's there's no yeah exactly and it's just it's classic monopolistic behavior so Fucking hell. Mm, pretty grim and the only thing that's keeping me interested is the otter to be honest yeah well Thank God for the otter. And everyone, just get your updates through the otter, maybe. Through that cute little yeah, Japanese get, otter. Get all your World Cup updates through, like, half-translated Japanese tweets <laughs> yeah. of otters. Nick, I wish I had something good to follow that with. But as we've prefaced a few times, this this um, episode is going to get worse before it gets better. We will end with some good news. But I have a really upsetting story again about the LGBTQ community. I'm sure, Nick, you heard about the Colorado Springs shooting. Mm -hmm. So there's no really new updates from what I've been writing about in the newsletter, but I just I thought we should talk about it on here because these episodes are kind of like a stamp in time, and I think it's important to talk about. So in saying that, content warning, gun violence here. Um, on Saturday, last Saturday, a gunman opened fire at a nightclub in Colorado Springs, killing five people and injuring 18. So the nightclub that this was at was called Club Q, which is like a well-known, really community-based, gorgeous club where lots of the LGBTQ community hang out. It's considered a safe haven for them. Um, in the most fucked up turn of events, they were actually, the people at the club on this night were celebrating Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is a commemoration for basically all the danger that transgender, gender non-conforming gay people are like faced with every single day for being who they are. But especially on this day, um, they get together and they they celebrate and they commemorate and in just the most disgusting fashion a fucking gunman showed up and 
did what gunmen do and took five people down and injured another 18, like I've said. One part of the story that I did want to bring up is um, there was... So so the reason that the gunman was stopped and in, is now in custody, for the record, this is a 22-year-old, um, they're in custody on suspicion of murder and hate crimes, basically, which... It's exactly what this was. Um, they were stopped because of patrons at the club that night. So one of them was a guy called Richard M. Fierro. He was at a table with his wife, daughter, and friends watching a drag show. Um, he saw the gunman come in, and he was actually in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so he was like fight or flight, and he chose obviously to fight. He's been in this situation, unfortunately, probably before. And so he said... He just held the man down, used his pistol to basically beat him and just started yelling orders um, for other club people to come in and help him. One person who did come and help and has been like widely sort of shouted out on the internet particularly is, now this has been reported um, in the New York Times as a drag dancer. I've actually seen other reports that, that this was actually a trans woman. They weren't actually in the drag show, but they were a trans woman. Anyway, um, she basically stomped the attacker with her high heels based on like advice from Richard, who was like, let's just do whatever we can with what we have. Saw this trans woman. Obviously, they were wearing some probably quite amazing heels and they just, I don't know, stomped this fucking shooter. And it's just like, I don't know. Shit like this just happens all the fucking time. It's the most disgusting story in the world. And, like, not all heroes wear capes. Some wear fucking high heels. But this story is not a good story that fucks me off oh it's it's grim um and once again it's like the only place in the world that this happens and yeah guns man is the united states guns and these fucking young men getting radicalized probably on the internet like i wouldn't be surprised if we do a follow-up on this and it's like oh there were signs in a discord server that this was going to happen yeah exactly yeah, old mates, 4chan account yes, was fine. Or something literally. Like that. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep you in the loop with how that person gets sentenced. Um, but, Nick, maybe maybe it's time for a good news story. Yes, it does sound like it is time for a good news story. Um, and going with my theme, it's a animal story. Hmm. And kind of related to bears in a way, I guess, because bears like to eat salmon. Are they your favourite? Um, I do. I don't know. It seems like... It seems that way. I do like bears. Yeah. <laughs> they are cuddly. Not that I've cuddled yeah. one. Um, I would <laughs> like to, cute. but maybe not in the way that Leonardo DiCaprio cuddled one in The Revenant. Haven't seen it. He basically fought a bear. Um, oh. Anyway. <laughs> so US regulators have approved a plan on Thursday to demolish four dams on a California river, and it's going to open up hundreds of miles of salmon habitat. It's going to be the largest dam removal and river restoration project in the world. So that's pretty cool. So the the river is called the, the Klamath river that's right on the border of oregon and california so up there and they're going to remove the dams so the klamath salmon are coming home the yurok chairman joseph james said after the vote the people have earned this victory and with it we carry on our sacred duty to the fish that have sustained our people since the beginning of time Aww. um so they're basically there are four dams that are on this river and you know when you build a dam in a river it stops the fish 
from going yeah. up. Like fish can't it swim. It stops them from depth. coming down too because they have to go through the the whizzy bit and they get turned into mincemeat. Yeah. Um, so that's not that good. Um, so these dams were built between 1918 and 1964, and I love a bit of public infrastructure as much as the next person. But these dams were basically useless. They produced less than two percent of Pacificorp, who owns them, um, of their power generation. It is enough to power about 70,000 homes, but they don't really do it that often because they're so old and of the low river levels. So they're getting rid of them over the next two years, which is pretty quick to remove a dam. Like, those things are pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be amazing to watch. Yeah, oh my god, I hope they do time lapses. That's I love that shit. That's yes. like, favourite yeah. YouTube late night dam <laughs> burst or <laughs> dam drain time lapse video. <laughs> That's a little insight into my mind. It wasn't without pushback though, would you believe it? The homeowners of Copco Lake tried to block plans fearing a drop in their property value. Um, oh yeah yeah exactly, that was my reaction as well I was like, but the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few so it kind of sucks for them but at least they'll be able to go fishing for lovely salmon on their new nearby river oh so so shout out salmon shout out bears shout out dams shout out california really funny how you position that story as like yay the salmon are home but bears are gonna eat them we're gonna fish them <laughs> like <laughs> yeah but bears can only eat so many yeah true true anyway we're all just we're just making we're just making statements at the moment, Tim. Yeah. We're just making any statements. Nick, I just saw something that I want to ask you about. Um, it came up and it's kind of a good news story. F mm-hmm. one breaking. Daniel Ricardo joins Red Bull as the third driver for twenty twenty three. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's coming home. Yeah. So so okay, third driver. Just give me a really quick. Like I know there's obviously two that are on the grid every week. Yep. And so Danny's job will be stepping in when Yeah, if if anyone gets gets sick or gets hurt, Danny's in the car. Um he's also gonna be doing like car development. Aww. Um, so doing like simulator driving and, and helping out in that regard. He'll also probably be doing a lot of media. Yeah. Does he still come to all the races? Not all of the races. He said he won't be coming to all twenty four races, which it was kind of the idea, right? Like he yeah. wanted to take a year off and sort of find himself again, out. but yeah. um, still wanted to be in the F1 circle. So it's kind of good. I think he'll be doing like some of those promotional things where where they do like drive a F1 car through like a casino or over the Hoover Dam and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Kind of. He's the best bloke for that, eh? Oh, could you imagine anyone better? So, oh. And he's really good friends with Max Verstappen. So um, oh. it's, it's kind of funny how he went from... He left yes. Red Bull because he didn't want to be second to Max yes. Verstappen. And now he's come back to be third. So I guess he's not second, but... True. And that's on growth, eh? Yeah, exactly. Maturing, I guess. Um, it's not all about winning. And he's got a re- he's kept smiling the whole way through yeah. his tumultuous journey. We, we love yeah. Danny Rick. Okay. Well, we gave you all two bits of good news this week because we gave you a few bits of fucking terrible news everyone and it's our job to make you not feel like shit by the end of these podcasts it's okay if in the middle you feel a little bit depressed because same but by the end of it look she's so happy now look at her face we should be it's because it's nearly finished Uh, but yeah nah (laughs) um 
Everyone, if you loved this episode, then you need to hit that subscribe button. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to come and smash that motherfucking like button. Follow uh, the shit show on Instagram or shit you should care about on Instagram. Most importantly, probably is the daily newsletter. We now have like subscriber chats that we do, and Squish will pop in and out of the subscriber chats every now and again. It's just like Discord. Um, it's really fun. It's really random. It's just kind of cute. So make sure you're definitely... Do you have to be a subscriber? I don't subscribe. Do you have to... <laughs> no, just joking. Of course I do. Coming out in the chats. And look, I would like to say we'll both see you next week. But just with the way the world's working in silly <laughs> season, who the fuck actually knows? Oh my God, Christmas is coming. One month till Christmas. I know. One month till Christmas, everyone. Fuck. And we will leave you with that terrifying thought. Bye. And bye. Oh my god, it is one month till Christmas. I've got to buy some presents. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.